Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Fitz. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Maddie. We're talking about families today because we just had Mother's Day a couple weeks ago, and we're about to come into Father's Day in a couple weeks from now. I know. It's exciting. You know, this time of year, you get to celebrate family. You get to be with them. I know people take lots of vacations during the summer, so maybe they'll get to see their families that they haven't seen during this whole COVID period. So I really think this is important to, you know, reconnect with others and learn a little bit about some Valley Metro families, too. Well, speaking of Mother's Day, did you know that the celebration of mothers and motherhood can be traced back to the ancient Greeks and Romans? Maddie, I feel like everything can be traced back to the ancient Greeks and Romans. You're supposed to learn all that mythology stuff in school, Hera, Zeus, all of them. Okay, yes, I guess you're right. It's not as exciting as what I thought it would be initially. But did you also know that the very first official Mother's Day was celebrated in 1908, and it was established by a woman named Anna Reeves Jarvis, who wanted to celebrate her own mother. Oh, that's really nice. I thought she was going to say that she wanted to celebrate herself as a mother, so she created this day, which is something I would totally do. But it makes more sense that she wants to celebrate her mother. There's no shame in that. But, okay, this part is kind of crazy. The holiday quickly became commercialized opportunity for producers to sell flowers, candies, and cards. I feel like we hear about that happening a lot today. But back in the 1900s, Anna Reeves Jarvis felt that it was detracting from the personal and intimate aspects of the holiday. And so then she decided to boycott, walk out, and even condemned the first lady at the time, Eleanor Roosevelt, for using the day as a means of fundraising. So, first of all, she invented this holiday, and then she didn't like how people celebrated it, so she walked it back, and she eventually spent her whole life trying to pay money to, like, fight against the commercialization of Mother's Day, and she died at age 84 in a sanatorium. That's really sad, because it's definitely become way more commercialized now. So Mother's Day has some pretty grim roots is basically what I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) It's true, but we have to remember that it is about celebrating our mothers. And this year I was excited because we were able to get my little families together and we didn't even do gifts. I gave my mom a succulent, which she has now sunburned in the process of Mm. needing to put it in the sun. But we just spent time together. We didn't do gifts. We said no gifts. We just spent time together. We each made a little something to bring over to brunch. And it was just a great time just, again, being together. Maddie, did you grow up with any twins? Yes. Actually, there were like a set of twins, twin boys that I went to grade school and middle school with. Okay. So there were also a set of girl twins that I went to school with. And then we had family friends that had boy twins. Do you think they have telepathic powers? A hundred percent, yes. Okay, well, this next interesting fact will blow your mind. So there is a study about the gym twins. They were separated at birth, and then they found each other when they were 39 years old. Okay, I'm going to run through some facts. Both gyms had been married twice. The first time they married a woman named Linda. The second time they married a woman named Betty. Both gyms have sons named James Allen. They were driving the same car, they had similar jobs and security, and they even took vacations at the same Florida beach. Isn't that nuts? 
Totally nuts. And I'm totally not surprised because there's definitely some weird connection happening between twins, I think. Also, I'm very intrigued by part one of that statement that they were separated at birth. And I hope nothing nefarious happened to cause them to be separated at birth. But we'll just say it was innocent. You know, they were probably just adopted separately and... You know, but it's crazy to think like how there's all these genetic traits that go into this and how they lived practically the same life, even though they were so far apart. But being the same genetics made them have all these same things in common. Definitely puts a tick in the column for like the nature versus nurture debate about if traits are inherent or if they happen because of the place that you're raised. So, hmm. Oh, Interesting. yeah. I think it's crazy, and they actually did a whole study on them and what it was like. So it would be interesting to find out now if there's more twins like this that have this same, you know, follow the same path but were separated completely. Well, that's enough about families back in the olden days. So let's talk a little bit with some family members who we actually work with today. And these family members are especially connected because they're Valley Metro employees. Hi, my name is Deborah Belke, and I help with business assistance for the light rail projects for Bentley Metro. I'm Bree Belke, the business assistance coordinator for Northwest Phase 2 for the light rail project. And Deborah is my mama. You both mentioned you working on the Northwest Phase 1 and 2. What is that like to have that kind of fluidness, like one started and now the other gets to finish it? Great in many respects because when I was working on Northwest Phase 1, Bree was working at a completely different place, but every event I held, every big major business assistance program I put together, she came out and helped me. So she got a pretty good idea of what it was like as a volunteer. That was very interesting, I think, because when she came aboard, she had some comfort level. Yeah, I was really excited about the position because I knew my mother really enjoyed it and she enjoyed working at Valley Metro. She thought the staff was super nice, that everyone really worked as a team. So I had already been doing community outreach in my prior job with the state of Arizona and I live on Northwest Phase 1. So living on the light rail alignment, I experienced the construction. I experienced the cool stuff along with you know the backup beeping that happens in the middle of the night. So I definitely have an understanding of what our stakeholders are experiencing. Our paths have crossed more than once over the years in community outreach and public engagement. She was the deputy director of constituent services for Governor Janet Napolitano, and I was working for Attorney General Terry Goddard doing community outreach. So we had lots of connections with all of that type of stakeholder outreach and the importance of working with the, uh, the community and the public. So we both had a lot of experience with that. It's, there's good and, things and bad things about it. And we've both had a lot of experience of somebody coming up to us and saying, haven't I worked with you before when you were over at the AG's office or when you were over at the governor's office? And I, I chuckle because I, I always have to go, I'm pretty sure that was my mom. And um, so we've crossed paths more than once. 
Which is interesting to say because I didn't realize that you guys were related. Like I had both, you know, had worked with you for different things. And it wasn't until the Gilbert Road Extension opening that you guys were together. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you look alike. This makes sense now. Like, and all the pieces came together for me. <laughs> it's hard to get away with it with a last name like Belky. Right. <laughs> I think that definitely makes it very clear. <laughs> And I emailed someone yesterday with a technical question about something that we're trying to do. And they emailed me back thinking that it was Bree because they were responding about Northwest Phase 2 project. And I had to email him back and go, no, this is Deborah that's emailing you. So it, it does happens. get confusing. Yes. What would you say are the best things about both of you working for Valley Metro? We have no trouble finding things to talk about when we see each other on the weekends. <laughs> We're always talking about work. We're always talking about things and ideas that we have. And I'm telling her, you should tell that to so-and-so. And then she's telling me, you should, you know, do this online and that type of thing. So we're always interacting about work uh, because we're both passionate about it. Bree really wanted to come on board with Valley Metro because she's a big public transit, you know, advocate. So it really was something that she felt really comfortable with right away. Yeah, I knew I loved public outreach um, just because my previous jobs in public outreach and constituent services. So coming on board to something I truly believe in um, really made it a lot of fun. And I knew that because of my mom working there that I would really enjoy it. And um, I really believe in what we're doing. We're helping bring transit to communities and connecting them throughout the valley. And I think that's so important. It gives people more opportunities. Well, you already mentioned the IT mix-up, but obviously you have plenty of memories together, working together. So do you have like a funny story or like a heartwarming memory to share? We're always working those events together and there's always so many crazy things that happen at those events, you know. There'll be a person that'll come up and start talking to you about the bus schedule for like 25 minutes. And you're like, I, I'm trying to put on this event right now. Yeah, I can't talk to you for 25 minutes about the bus schedule. But you have to just be patient with people. Um, those big public events are always interesting. There is always something that is interesting about it. The public events have been always such a highlight because it's really something to celebrate. And before I came on board at with Valley Metro, I always thought it was super fun because I was like, for example, Northwest Phase One, I was part of the community. So I got to not only participate in the event, but I got to enjoy the three new stops in my community. And um, super fun, super proud of my mom. She does an outstanding job, and it's kind of funny because it's definitely a high bar to be able to pull something off like she does, and I'm just always very proud of her. So um, following in her footsteps can be difficult at times, but that's okay. I, I enjoy it. Oh, that's so awesome and so sweet to hear that you guys have such a close relationship. Okay, if you could switch places, do you think that you could successfully do the other person's job? Well, that's funny you mentioned that, Madeline. I was community outreach program coordinator for Tempe Streetcar. So I had a different position than my mother who was doing business assistance. Most recently in um, July, I switched to business assistance for Northwest Phase 2. So I'm technically getting to experience, you know, her footsteps in terms of her position that she used to have. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. It's definitely a 
different aspect of the project and different aspect of how community outreach is done. So I've had a lot of fun learning that. And, uh, you know, I'm still able to bounce stuff off of my mother in terms of ideas and what to do and next steps. And also I'm lucky because Michael Book is on the project with me and he has been in the same shoes. He's done business outreach and he's also done community outreach. So him doing both of those roles, I get to work with him as well. So it's kind of funny you ask that question because I'm technically getting to experience that right now. Well, and one thing I would add is... Uh, when I first started with Valley Metro uh, setting up the business assistance programming, uh, I came from a background back in Chicago of owning a family business. So Bree grew up coming to the business every day after school and me running the business. So when I was interviewing for the job, I remember clearly discussing business assistance with them because I could be very empathetic to what the businesses might get ready to go through. And so I said that in the interview, I said, you know, if it were my business and this were happening, I would be having, you know, real serious worries about it. And from that perspective, I think both Bree and I are able to really reach out to the business owners and talk to them about how they're going to get through the construction. Yeah, that's a really great point, Deb. There's not a lot of times where someone comes from this, you know, family-run business kind of situation to the role that you guys are now holding. You know, like you said, you're more empathetic. You know what it's like to be, you know, a business owner and go through all of that. That's a really cool perspective to have to in your role. So I'm sure the communities really appreciate that. We moved out to Phoenix 20 years ago. I can't believe it's been 20 years. Um But growing up in Chicago, absolutely, I believed in public transit. It was part of my everyday lifestyle. So thinking about moving out to Phoenix, I was really excited to realize that we were going to continue to build our public transit system. I definitely think you guys, again, have a different perspective coming from a more transit-oriented city. And then now being here in the Valley, being able to revitalize, you know, what the system we have here and to keep expanding. That's really awesome. I took the L for almost 26 years, uh, the L and a train, to uh, the L and a bus to work every day. So um, I was very used to public transportation. And when we moved here, I hadn't done any research on that and was quite surprised, you know, that we were in our infancy here in Phoenix trying to build Uh, light rail and public transit and get it really fleshed out. And that's what we've done. It's just been amazing these last 15 years to watch how we've grown as a public transit system, but also how it's changed our urban outline. You know, it's really, really growing Phoenix. It's exciting to see that families stay connected even through all this time and how they're able to work together. Hi, I'm Suzanne Day, Commute Solutions Program Coordinator. Let's see, I became a Valley Metro employee July 1st, 1992. I was a contractor before then. My name is Mariah Bedient. I am the Marketing Manager, and I've been working at Valley Metro since February of 2018, just over three years. Okay, that's pretty amazing. I was born in 1991. (laughs) I just have to say. <laughs> so, 
Suzanne, you've worked here as long as I've been alive. So you certainly have so much knowledge about Valley Metro, about transit, about commute solutions specifically that we'll, we'd love to dive into. But first, another question just to set the scene. How are you guys related? Mariah is married to my brother's son. So Mariah, is would that make you my niece-in-law? Yeah, I was trying to figure that out earlier. I think I am your niece-in-law. We know that Suzanne started working here first. And Suzanne, so that means you've been here through everything, through like the merger and Valley Metro coming together. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that and what it was like? Gosh, it's um, it's been a ride. I have always loved working for Valley Metro. It's been a great gig. I do remember when we began calling ourselves Valley Metro with the little R by it, the little registered trademark. Yes, and the new VM. Uh, and oh, the probably the most exciting thing was helping to bring light rail to the town, and it, I literally fighting for it, and you know, writing articles about it, and going to the events, and all the lead up. That was pretty awesome. I like to call her, and I know the family does as well, the Leslie Nope of uh, transit. So that is our uh, family term for Aunt Sue. Just so you all know, her name outside of work is Aunt Sue to me. (laughs) That's awesome. As a huge fan of the show Parks and Rec, I think that is really high praise (laughs) to be known as the Leslie Nope um, of public transit. Um, So... What are some of the good things about working with a family member? I love commiserating with Mariah about the things that we care about. Just, it's so, and I noticed in a recent staff meeting when there were, you know, many of us on the line, so many comments going back and forth in the chat about how much we care about these projects and the things, the good things that we want for this valley. That's one of the best things because a lot of times when people hear you work for the government, they think that you're just, you know, some cushy slacker job. So it's fun to have Mariah to work with because we care about the things and we, we understand the, the, the things. <laughs> yes. And I'll add, I love having lunch when we get to have lunch, you know, even though we actually live pretty close to each other, we live, I want to say what, about two miles apart. Uh, we don't get to see each other that much. So pre-COVID, of course, we would go have lunch dates and get to talk about those items. And hopefully we can get back to that soon. And riding the bus together. I loved meeting at the park and ride and riding the bus together. We're going to do that again any minute now. I can't wait. That's so exciting because like you said, you know, getting to spend time with family is important and you guys get that little added bonus of, you know, doing your commute together or having lunch together, kind of creating that relationship inside of work, but outside of work at the same time. So do you guys have a funny story or a memory of time working together? I don't, yeah, I don't know about a funny work story, but I do get some funny looks once in a while when I tell people that I was Mariah's slug buddy that day or that Mariah and I slugged to work. If you don't know what slugging is, that's just sort of a casual ride when really the main purpose is to be able to use the HOV lane. So once in a while, I would ride my bike to work in the morning and then jump in Mariah's car in the afternoon so we could slug home and use the HOV lane. That's pretty fun. Oh, yeah, that's got to be nice for you, Mariah, getting that extra bonus on the way home, get home a little quicker. (laughs) Yeah, those are usually the days that the kids made me late for the bus, and so I'd have to drive in. So it was really helpful when uh, Suzanne was there to hop in the car. So thanks. 
Okay, so here's a fun one. If you could switch places, do you think that you could do the other person's job? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Suzanne is amazing at what she does. I'm sure you all know. And uh, even though I have enthusiasm for bikes, I definitely don't have anywhere near the enthusiasm that she does. So uh, nobody could replace her as an individual and especially here at Valley Metro. So no way, Jose. Well, that's very sweet. I don't think I could do what you do, Mariah. I have never been so good at juggling that many projects. And I've luckily in 30, however many years that I've been here, never had to manage anyone. That's the best part. Are there projects that you guys get to collaborate on together? And do you wish there were more projects that maybe you got to do together? Yeah, I want to say um, when, when I first started or maybe maybe a year into starting, we kind of collaborated on the Valley Bike Month artist. We worked together to, uh, this was before ArtsLine was a thing and we had a process. So we really wanted to reach out to a local artist and give them that opportunity. So, uh, you know, we worked together and uh, reached out to our managers and got them aligned. And so I think that was a really fun thing we got to collaborate on. That was very special. And I also, I don't know that we collaborated. I just stood back and watched Mariah work the magic on the 10-year anniversary of Light Rail and all the moving parts that went with that. And that was just amazing. That was exciting to watch. Well, I definitely won't take all the credit. That was a huge group effort by so many people in the agency. But uh, yeah, definitely marketing had a huge uh, impact on that. So my first day, whether Suzanne remembers this or not, um, I've always called her Aunt Sue, as I've mentioned before. And I think I even called her Aunt Sue in the hallway my first day. And I remember point blank her looking at me and saying, Mariah, here at work, we use our big girl names. And I'm Suzanne. <laughs> so ever since that day, uh, obviously, if it's just me and her, I call her Aunt Sue if no one's around. But if we're in the hallway and I know people are listening, she is Suzanne. <laughs> That's amazing. That's kind of like every little kid is so scared of accidentally saying mom to their teacher. <laughs> it's like kind of the same situation. <laughs> So when you guys are together outside of work, do you talk about work? Do you, is that like off limits? Are there rules or anything? I'd say we don't have rules, but uh, Aunt Sue typically will bring up things here or there. <laughs> I don't normally, but it depends on what's going on. If there's something major happening, you know, we'll kind of sneak in words here and there. But for the majority of the time, I'd say we're focused on family and uh, hanging out in the backyard while the kids are jumping on the trampoline or playing on the play set. And that's in her backyard, not even mine. So <laughs> We've had that trampoline a long time. Yes. And the swing set. Golly, since the kids were small. Talking about work, I guess I am perhaps a little obsessed. I do probably tend to bring it up more than some members of the family might care to hear. <laughs> but that's okay. You're passionate. That's great. I love it. You are passionate. And so much of your job is like encouraging lifestyle choices and for people to take what might be a hobby, bike riding, and make it a part of their work life, so to speak. So I think that totally makes sense that you're thinking about your work in your personal time. Thank you. <laughs> it was so nice hearing from these ladies and how they work together at Valley Metro. But Maddie, I could never imagine working with my brother. It would be a disaster zone. You know, my sister has lived in Washington, D.C. across the country from me for the last five years. So it actually sounds fun just because we don't get to see each other very much. 
I will say, though, the number of times I've joked, like, working from home over the past year, that my family members are my coworkers. So it's very interesting talking to people who that's actually the case. (laughs) Maddie, we are switching things up because we have a big project on the horizon we are super excited about. So we're taking shifting ears to once a month. And stay tuned because you'll want to find out what this big project is. Yes, so our next episode will be back at the beginning of July, and hopefully by then we'll be ready to make a big announcement. But in the meantime, if you have story ideas for us, don't forget to send them to podcast at valleymetro.org. For Valley Metro, I'm Brittany. And I'm Madeline. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop. Stop.